0: We are here to try to explain to you what it is we do here.
1: The solar industry in the U.S. employs more people than Google, Apple, Facebook, and Twitter combined.
2: The most valuable commodity I know of is information, wouldn't
0: you agree? Welcome into the Green Insider Podcast, powered by eRenewable. I'm your host, Fred Davis. Episode 120 of the program happening right now, and we're glad to have you on board as we continue with the post-NEMA conference recap coverage. And of course, we'll put a big bow on things tomorrow uh, when we welcome... Mr. Dean Akey, longtime name board member, and just overall super fan of the program. He'll be our follower Friday for this week's show, so we're looking forward to talking to Mr. Dean Akey and uh, letting you guys hear all that great insight uh, from one Mr. Dean Akey. But on today's program, we've got a lot of great guests as well. We're going to be talking to Miss Lindsay Arsenault-McKinnon from Ontario Power Generation, Rita Clifton from Orsted, uh, longtime name member and a veteran of the power marketing industry, Mr. Jim Richardson, and we will put a bow on today's episode with the current executive director, Mr. Tim Berrigan, of the North American Energy Markets Association, and then, of course, the man that he succeeded, one Mr. Steve Shepard, so we'll hear from both of them today as they talked about putting on the first name conference in more than two years and again for everybody that was there they did not miss a beat and of course after you hear these folks talk today you will agree with that as well but before we get to today's episode let's hear from our ceo and co-founder mr mike Niemer telling you what it is we do here at eRenewable. renewable at eRenewable, renewable we know going green is important to your business and your esg rating Besides offering PPAs and VPPAs, through our network of clean energy professionals, we can also offer renewable natural gas, or let us help you lower your carbon footprint with responsibly sourced gas from a leading global energy provider. Maybe you need green energy credits, whether it's unbundled RECs or RSG certificates, your path to net zero and decarbonization is one step closer with the renewable. For more assistance, please call us
3: at 1-866-ERENEW1
0: Thank you so much for that, Mr. Mike Niemer. You can find out more about the company over at eRenewable.com. And then, of course, give us a follow on our LinkedIn page, eRenewable and the Green Insider Podcast, so you, too, can be a Follower Friday podcast member. Okay, let's get started with today's episode. We'll kick things off with Mr. Luke Peterson, General Manager of Hibbing Public Utilities. I had a chance to uh, sit down and chit-chat with Mr. Peterson over the course of those three days at the name of conference. Just a stand-up human being and the work him and his team are doing over in Hibbing. And uh, great stories as well from Mr. Peterson and talking all things uh, deer in Minnesota because apparently hitting a deer in Minnesota is a little bit different than hitting deer in other parts of the country. And uh, as Mr... Peterson would tell it. So we're going to hear from him. And again, great stuff from him that you're going to hear here in just a second. Rita Clifton and Lindsay Arsenault-McKinnon uh, talking all things, what they took away from the conference, as well as kind of what they're looking forward to and what they took from the conference for the rest of 2022, uh, as well as Jim Richardson. And then, of course, we put the bow on it with Steve Shepard and Tim Berrigan. So without further ado, here is Luke Peterson, General Manager of Hibbing Public Utilities.
4: I'm the general manager of Hipping Public Utilities. We are a municipal utility that serves a population of 16,000 people with steam, gas, electric and water service. I've been there for just about a year. Okay. And I understand you're a brand new NAMA member, A. What was kind of the
0: attraction of And I know, like I said, you had to talk to Jim a little bit about you know some of the uh, advantages and obviously you decided to make that plunge I'm guessing after this last three days you feel good about the decision you made
4: oh very much so it was a great networking opportunity for us Uh, we're be getting our first MISO pricing node in September it'll be great it's great to work with potential uh, both off takers and sellers of power as well as the other service providers and as well as to be uh, kept up to date with current trends in carbon decarbonization and uh, the future of their generation transition
0: what did you have any kind of preconceived notions as to what you were going to expect here uh, at the event and what was the biggest takeaway? Because I know you were very interactive as far as engaging with the panels and you asked some tremendous questions, if I don't say so myself. Um, what was kind of, you know, just overall the engagement and just your takeaways well, from? Y-
4: you know, that's a great question. and. I guess, like, I've been to millions of different conferences for different things, and there's always, everyone's trying to peddle their wares and, you know, do their thing. But what I really felt about this one is it was more of a, a like-minded common goal of uh, transparency and moving our grid forward from everybody. And so I felt a lot of camaraderie, and, you know, I was you know, talked up of, said, oh, it's a really great networking group, these people are like family. But I was actually surprised that that's not just a spiel it's it actually it, right? it, it very much delivered on it and uh, the networking activities helped um, get to know folks and i look forward to leaving here with a just a, a big group of uh, folks that i can continue to draw on their expertise and help them as well with their with their pursuits uh, as we move forward with a common goal
0: and you know look we've got everybody from you know the vps the tenascas of the world and then again smaller groups like yours, but everybody is in this thing
4: together. I, I, you couldn't have said it better. I mean, no matter how big or how small you are, we're all facing, uh, you know, a looming energy crisis and a you know, climate crisis in the whole globe. So I, I think it very much includes everybody and energy is what's powering our whole world. And so the, the way to really make an impact is to be here in this room. Being who you are, representing who you are, and trying to solve these common problems.
0: Both from a a, a, from Luke Peterson's standpoint, as as from from a Hiving standpoint, but what can be done, and and what was your takeaway from the conversations you've had, from the folks you spoke with? Do you think we're on the right track?
4: Well, I think we're on the right track because that question uh, was prefaced with an earlier conversation about humility. Right. You know, these are huge. You know social, societal, historical problems that we're currently, just the, the great opportunity <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, ahead of us is to solve them. And, you know, no one can solve these by themselves in one meeting, one day. These are something that requires a, you know, a, a larger movement, I'll call it that, of coming together of the right kinds of minds and interests uh, to really make this change happen knowing that none of us has has the no one individually has the answer but that collectively will figure it out you know all that that aside you know the the question for before me is you know we're gonna be faced with some real immediacy uh, as we look at spike high gas prices inability to get coal um, at a time when we still have a very vulnerable population uh, in our community and if the geopolitical events keep escalating you know this will you know, last for a number of years. Meanwhile, we have all of this uh, uh, push for, you know, the carbon uh, uh, future, the decarbonized uh, uh, energy grid of the future. And, you know, I know a lot of my constituents would probably not think we should double our rates just so we can be carbon free. There's a lot of uh, you know tensions that will come together as we start doing that. So, But what I think w- the opportunity is that the option of if we don't stay focused is to get distracted by these high prices. Everyone's going to remember, oh, if gas prices are so high, we can't afford to solve these problems. And then we just kick the can down the road for another generation, which I think isn't doing our right job as with these challenges we've had. We need to, you know really use this as a, this crisis as an opportunity, uh, like Brett said, to really diversify yeah. and really start talking about why we need to transition not just ourselves but our whole societies to a more sustainable future, and what that matters. And you know, I, we know, you know, even a small level, uh, up to a big level, conserving energy always makes sense, and there's, you know, building new projects is one thing it needs to happen but we also have to do our best to minimize and balance our portfolios accordingly so that's what i'll be taking away
1: my name is lindsay arson mckinnon i am the director of origination partnerships with ontario power generation which is a large generation utility up in canada okay
5: and i'm rita clifton i work on origination for orsted onshore
0: okay and is this y'all's first name of conference
5: it's mine. Yeah, Orsted joined in 2019, and okay. then we weren't able to come to any conferences before.
0: The world had to shut down. The COVID of it all. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's we're excited my here. first time attending. My organization has sent folks in the past. Though.
0: Okay. And so, what uh, I guess, a first and foremost, kind of what what did y'all heard about the conference? What were you guys looking most forward to? And ultimately, what has been all you know, these last two and a half days? Obviously, we've had plenty of networking. We've had plenty of educational courses. What's been kind of the biggest takeaway for you guys?
1: Yeah I mean for us it's a lot more about the relationship building and networking with the folks that we kind of transact with uh, in neighboring jurisdictions and so it's been really awesome to put faces to names and uh, yeah start to sort of build forward.
0: How important has this human interaction been and had, had we kind of lost sight of it over these last couple of years?
1: Sure I, I'm, I'm pretty new to the space so extremely anecdotal. The piece of the puzzle that we have seen the most growth in, that my team is most focused on, is in uh, the environmental attributes, so voluntary energy credits, uh, and we've seen a, a ton of growth in that space, and we've been, I don't know, very successful over the past couple of years growing that space, despite the fact that it's been virtual, so I we have not seen that it's okay. specifically been an inhibitor. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've I'd say it's a great benefit,
5: yeah, but I think we've all sort of learned this new way of working over zoom and teams and sort of appreciate it and there are older relationships that carry through but i think this is a great opportunity to put faces to names that we already know and also just for us more just like have a clear ear to the ground on what's happening in the markets it's been great to hear some from some of the isos and rto leaders yesterday i mean they had some interesting perspectives to share <laughs> a little bit of a a wake-up call, I guess, for, you know, what needs to happen on the transmission side to actually, like, facilitate the renewable transition that Orsted is is focused on. But, I would say, like, one of the more exciting things that I've experienced here was the whole talk on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, that's something that or so is very interested in, in really? jumping into. Yeah, okay. so it was good to hear from the folks in the field there and see all the appetite in the room. But yeah.
0: Was there anything that kind of stuck out there to you that didn't expect that you can take back with you to the office and kind of focus on for the rest of 2022?
1: I guess your point about oil and gas and like you're more mm-hmm. on the renewable side, mm-hmm. we eliminated coal from our system in like 2008. So it was like a long time ago. I was going to say,
0: yeah, yeah y- y'all been kicked.
2: Yeah,
1: Um, but it is interesting to sort of hear that broader perspective of other producers about how, despite the fact that, yeah, from an uh, environment perspective, we do all want to get there and be non-emitting and renewable and all that sort of stuff, but with the amount of growth that we're seeing in load, that these sort of more diverse generation types still have a a piece to sort of... To bridge the gap until we can get there.
0: Do you feel like... The, is the Canadian grid, does it feel like it's as dire there as it is here? Where it's like, you know, we got 70,000 megawatts, you know, due to be retired in, in mm. 2030, and everybody's mm. kind of figuring out, like, how are we going to replace that?
1: Yeah, it's, I don't know about Canada across the board, but in Ontario specifically, we have a lot of nuclear on the system, and we have. Shout out to one Bruce of our, Power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we have. Um, one of our facilities retiring at the end of 2024 okay. uh, and so they're like 20% of the mix mm. that we have on the system like it's it's a big gap that we're yeah. gonna have to fill We are in a state of surplus base load generation quite frequently right now okay. um, but that will take us into a into a deficit and so like really having to get going on mm-hmm. filling whatever. It's going to come from a lot of places we're pushing smrs very heavily so we're working on the development of small modular reactors uh we have like a site that we're building one on uh right now it's in the development phase all that sort of stuff so i think that will be a big piece of the puzzle um i think it's you know it's one of the only sort of large enough but non-emitting options but it's still a number of years out right like so that's part of the
0: conference has been
5: Final Winning round of poker. poker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 the excellent. women dominated. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun.
0: Are you guys avid poker players? I take it? no,
5: not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us had ever played.
1: Well, I hadn't played before. I you think were You were a hadn't. shark
5: on the table.
0: Right? Yeah. swimming <laughs> you guys don't play poker regularly, and Correct. won one last night.
1: Well, yeah, we made it to the final we table. Yeah, we, yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, congratulations. Yeah, thank, thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys. <laughs>
0: Considering we hadn't had one in a couple of years, you've got to be pretty pleased with how everything turned out.
6: Oh, absolutely. It's um, I was pleased with the turnout, pleased with the excitement and the the eagerness to get back to the business as usual. Yeah. Right? So I think that we're in a a vibrant energy market. It's essential to the future, a future with a reliable and sustainable energy supply at reasonable costs. Yeah. Right? So NEMA offers an industry-leading forum for building those relationships any, any, any two people can have a conversation but understanding requires relationships and that's what NAMA's is for yeah that's what NAMA does is help build those relationships no it absolutely does I think and just you know
0: underscores I think the one thing that y'all hit on these last three days is to your point yes it's a vibrant market but to stick with that kind of that V theme it's as volatile as it's ever been. Yes, right? and there
6: will always be, a, will always be a, a massive number of different opinions. There will always be, I don't wanna say disagreements, but a diversity of opinions, right? What counts is getting people together to work and develop solutions that respect all those different opinions and come up with a solution, just like we talked about the other day. We didn't go from you know, John Kennedy's speech in 62 to Neil Armstrong on the moon in seven years without collaboration, without folks working together, without folks thinking together, right? Understanding each other and, and going through the you know Mercury program, Gemini program, and then 10 Apollo launches before Neil Armstrong went on the moon. It didn't happen without everybody working together. Different companies, different goals, everybody, competitors, if you will, in the same markets, engineering markets. But they all work together for that common purpose because everybody understood what the goal was:
0: you, you keep hearing the term energy agnostic, right, right. And, and that was that theme was very prevalent over right. these last few days. Everybody's going to have to come together, and I've been doing 117 of these episodes, and that theme has never been more welcome than I've heard it over the last three days. But how do we push that out to the masses? How do we take these last three days, keep that momentum going? but
6: extrapolate it out to the masses it's it's going to take education and i hate to use the word just education because that's very broad but it's going to take getting that message out through your forum through other forums and getting having the utilities i mean utilities reach customers on every once a month right utilities reach their customers with a bill once a month they have the ability to reach out to them and say here's what's going on engaging customers in the conversation right and not energy marketers as well. I think everybody needs to engage the public in this conversation so that there's not so they understand what the problems are. They understand where everybody understands climate change, right? To the extent they think they understand what that is, what the risks are, they understand costs, right? Nobody likes their, uh, to pay a high bill for anything, power or anything else. They don't like that, so they understand cost. They don't really understand that they don't really understand the connection they don't really understand most people don't understand what it takes to make the lights come on every time you touch the switch yeah. or to heat your food or to keep your food cold they they don't they kind of understand that it comes from the utility they don't really understand what it takes to deliver that power not just to their house but across the country yeah. and when something breaks you don't even know it because there's people 24 hours a day every holiday Christmas Eve, when you're opening presents on Christmas morning with your children, there are people in the dispatch center, at the power plants, line crews that are, they're not with their children, they're doing their job so that you can flick on the lights on the Christmas tree Christmas morning. That's, and people don't see that, they don't understand that, right? That I don't think they, it, it's not something that comes into their, their world every day, yeah. you know, how, how connected they are with their utilities right? They don't, right?
0: Going into those summer months, all right? I don't care what part of the world you live in. It's going to be hot. Grids are going to be taxed this summer. What do you, uh, what's kind of you and Avant Energy, what's Jim Richardson looking at? Uh, What are you going to be focused on over these next few months before we meet again in
6: October? Keeping the lights on. Doing it, keeping, that's the number one thing, right? Keep the lights on, do it at a reasonable cost, right? And looking ahead, what do we need to do next year, next 5 years, next 10 years so we can keep the lights on at a reasonable cost. Yeah. That's that's it. I mean there's there's the market's always going to have whoopses, right? That's always going to happen. There's going to be weather, there's going to be mechanical outages, there's going to be all kinds of stuff. I mean who predicted Ukraine, right? Things happen. Yeah. Our job is to keep the lights on. Right? Keep things moving. Keep right. the economy going. It doesn't happen without electricity. So that's, that's it's, everybody's gonna work and deal with it. When something breaks, they're just gonna deal with it. They're gonna fix it. And hopefully, the best, the best scenario is the customers never even know what happened. A, I guess first and foremost, how you feeling?
2: Real good, real good. I, I thought, uh, first of all, the attendance was near record, if not record. Phenomenal. I thought the materials that were presented were informative. Yes. I learned a tremendous amount. I think anybody that was here learned a tremendous amount. And, you know, we're really focusing on what's changing in the industry, and we're trying to educate around that. And we're, I mean, there's a lot of healthy conversation about everything that needs to happen. We don't have the solutions, but you got a lot of smart people in there that are working on providing them. And so it's an important dialogue that needs to be taking place.
0: Crypto, Mm -hmm. Bitcoin mining, uh, you guys certainly knocked it out of the park with the panel and just with that inclusion, because, again, everybody's talking about that.
2: I totally agree. I, everybody sitting in that room learned something. Even the guys up on that panel were learning while they were sitting in that room. So, again, that is only going to increase the reality of the nature of that load and the reality of how much technology needs to be developed to fully take advantage of what that load can do in terms of shifting, but it, how the entire North American bulk power system reacts. It's, it all involves data, and it all goes back to those data centers and, not, you know, so, fascinating conversations. A lot that a lot of work that will take place to get to where this transition is headed.
0: What um, you know, just put yourselves in the you know outside of the name realm, and just put yourselves in a you know you're still doing your day to day. And like I said, a lot of folks having to be on the networking side, getting back into it. What was kind of the biggest takeaway for you?
2: That change is coming. <laughs> yeah. Change, change is coming, and and people need to help come up with solutions that is to me that's what I take away from it and really smart people are working on this and uh, I believe with a a lot of what this last panel talked about was technology will solve a lot of these problems it it will the really smart people are gonna solve these problems
3: I'd say from a different perspective there's a tremendous pent-up demand for people to get in touch with each other again Networking is huge in all industries, this one in particular. Uh, people were just so happy to be here, see each other, talk to each other. They're all busy. I was amazed how many people said, I'd love to be at this session. i got to go get on the phone because I'm getting stuff done, which is awesome. The other thing I was very happy to hear is that you know the real proof of the pudding is membership. Tim received two new uh, membership applications yesterday yeah. from people that are here, which is a great testimony that we're adding value, yeah. which is that's – Incredibly good.
0: What does NAMA do now in between? No one you know, with with the conversations that have been had over the last few days with you know that what people are looking for with the change, with the technology, how does name take that ball and run with it and maybe add some more value to the folks that are brand new to the team, they want to be a part of it, and to continue to add to it for the folks that are already here?
2: Well, I, I think part of that answers itself. So the, the gentleman from the crypto panel yesterday, two of them had never heard of NEMA. And they're like, how did we not know about this? We're going to look to join. Um, so that sort of becomes self-guiding because they know they need to be in that room, part of that conversation. So the network grows, yeah. the, the human network mm. of problem solvers that are going to bring about this change, it grows. And, and NamUs should be central to that because it's not lost on anybody. The the North American bulk power system is the most complex and large machine mankind has ever built. Yeah. So, yeah, that crypto mining stuff is fancy, but even they tip their hats and say, okay, yeah, we better. They got to coordinate. We got to coordinate and we got to solve problems.
0: All right, get you guys out of here with this. Uh, just humble brag, my team won the amazing race yesterday. I know, I know you two that's right. That's Jay-hawks. right. Hey, look, the, we, we, the, the winds don't stop. Um, but I know you two went out and golfed yesterday. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, how was the golf game? It
2: was awesome. I, I had a bringer on my team and we played every one of his shots and we had a great day. It was beautiful because it was overcast. So we didn't get burned up. And no, we didn't. Yeah, The it, weather was beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful.
0: Uh, Steven is it all ironic that on Tim's first name of conference, he happened to have a ringer on his team? Was anybody look into that? I mean, it's a
3: coincidence. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
0: a believer in coincidence I
2: know you no. two are.
3: No, no, no. He set himself up.
0: If <laughs> you ever
2: heard the term executive privilege. That way, hey,
0: absolutely. Look, look. You, wouldn't, hey, if you ain't cheating. You ain't trying. I appreciate there that.
2: Gentlemen, final thoughts on the last three days. Just loved being here, loved seeing everybody, old friends, new friends, good friends. Um, The networking was tremendous. I was really pleased at how much deal-making and negotiating was going on outside of the room. It was happening, and that's really what NEMA is all about. People come here because they know deals get done at NEMA, and so I was really, really pleased to see all that going on again.
3: It's great to be back, and it's really great to do really the true handoff to Tim. Cause he's been in charge since Jan one, but you really take over when you host your first conference, which he just did, did a fantastic job. And I feel really good about where name is and hats off to Tim and we're in a good spot.
0: We'll see you guys in Atlanta in October. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Thank you so much for that, Mr. Steve Shepard and Mr. Tim Berrigan. You can catch all of the Green Insider episodes over at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and on our website, eRenewable.com. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating why? because we promise you'll learn more about renewable energy from the podcast and you knew about it before you stopped by. All right, don't forget, Dean Akey is going to join us tomorrow uh, as part of our Follower Friday. We've got our live event with the University of Houston this week that we're excited about, uh, putting a bow on that. What a great experience that has been and then of course we get back to business as usual next week. Gotta give a shout out as always to the entire e-renewable team and Mike, Roger, Al. Thank you guys for everything that you do. This has been the Green Insider Podcast, powered by eRenewable. We make going green easier.